Man, we made a big mistake never mentioning Chris Spielman much on this show, but we should more. We'll talk to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News about it on today's Locked On Lions. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it is a Wednesday edition, everybody, of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you Wednesday, March 22nd into Thursday, March 23rd. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, but thank you especially for subscribing and watching us for free on YouTube, the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. Great expose slash feature on Chris Spielman, who of course, is in the front office with the Lions as a special assistant to Sheila Hamp and Rod Wood. Uh, Spielman sat down for a, uh, a chat with Justin. We're going to get Justin's thoughts on it. Also the draft, free agency, and everything with the Lions beat writer from the Detroit News. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page, LockedOnLions.com, and again, wherever you, get, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, free and streaming on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. This piece on Chris Spielman is excellent by Justin Rogers at the Detroit News. And one thing I want to say about it is um, it shows where this organization has gone over the last few years because in the past, a collaborative approach, uh, a lot of uh, uh, chefs in the kitchen was a disaster for the Lions. They never had structure from the top down. And it showed, and it showed in their record and in their history and everything else. And when Chris Spielman came aboard, remember, Chris Spielman was hired before Brad Holmes, before Dan Campbell, and yet his role with the team has been so vital and so important as somebody behind the scenes who's staying out of the way that is a a great sounding board for ownership, a great sounding board for the franchise, and also for Brad Holmes. And uh, go to DentNews.com and check out what Justin wrote on Chris Spielman. We're going to talk to Justin about it momentarily, but it's a credit to the organization and the franchise, that they've got a good structure in place. Um, um, everybody's picking them to win the division. You've got Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk today speculating that if the Lions just added Lamar Jackson, that would put them over the top and they'd be a Super Bowl contender. Now, I don't think that's what the Lions are going to do. They're going to stick with Jared Goff. They've got him under contract for two more years. He's done a really good job. Why mess up the apple card, spend two first-round picks to the Ravens? Nobody's spending two first-round picks on Lamar Jackson right now. But uh, the organization is in very good shape, for sure. And um, we'll talk to Justin about it coming up next. First, though, I want to tell you about our friends at Ultimate Football GM. We've been telling you about this fun uh, interactive game for the last few months now. And uh, really, it's a mobile game that I can tell you about. But really, what you need to do is go to ultimate-gm.com and look it up or check it out on the app stores. It's your chance to run your own franchise at Ultimate Football GM. If you ever dreamed of becoming a general manager, managing your own team, you can do that with this game, and it's definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team. You'll play through the season, lead your team to glory by trying to build a dynasty. What do you do at Ultimate Football GM? Well, you hire and fire coaches and coordinators. You trade for players. You navigate your franchise through the draft. All of that with this cool 
game board, which you can play um, offline. Uh, Locked on Lions listeners, you're going to get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo Locked On, L O C K E D O N, in all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. It's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Man, I'll tell you, great timing having this guy on. Justin Rogers is with us from the Detroit News. He's covered the Detroit Lions for a long time now. And uh, I hit him up. I hit you up yesterday, JR, and said, come on the show. I had no idea this giant Chris Spielman expose would come out, and now you're a big uh, big media star. How about that? Big media star. That's you know that's that's what we all aim for. Big, <laughs> just just waiting for the uh, pardon my take call. Well, stop. I think honestly, this was as good a work as you've had, and you've written some great pieces. But uh, this Spielman piece is awesome. How did this all uh, come about? Uh, well, first let me say that um, let me let me give a little credit to my employer here. Uh, last year we, we expanded the staff, got a, uh, general assignment reporter who, um, has, has been pretty lions focused and, and helped me a lot. Uh, Nolan Bianchi, I don't know if you've run into him. At I any know Nolan. Oh, oh, of yeah. course. Did, did yeah. one of the lockdown podcasts in your, your little crew. That's correct. Um, oh yeah. Nolan has made my life so much easier just having, I guess, a little bit of a, a, a valve to, to release some of the pressure of the job. And so it's it's opened me up to um, you know explore some of the things that I've, I've wanted to um, with with Spielman specifically uh, long time you know I've been working on this for a while I I was telling you before we went on here like I I would get an email a week and maybe more frequently early and maybe a little less frequently now but just hey what is what is Chris Spielman up to in this this role he's in at some point it's just like I don't know I I see him all the time but I I don't know what he's doing and um, you know, I'd, I'd put in some early interview requests in that first year, and those were uh, rejected by him. Didn't want to do anything in season. We couldn't get our schedules to line up last off season, and um, you know, finally, finally got things to line up here in, in late February. So, like 15 months, I think, after I initially started kind of wow. trying to get in and and talk to him, you know, the the, the, the stars aligned. And um, look, I mean, we've we've all known Chris for a long time through his playing days, through his broadcast days, but uh, he, he kind of did sh- shut off the accessibility there since he's been in this role. And so um, it was refreshing to sit down with him for about an hour at the practice facility um, and, and kind of just go over what life looks like for Chris Spielman uh, in season, off season, and you know, some of the stuff I think I, I probably expected or are new just from, from seeing it in terms of like what, what role he had during like practices and stuff like that. But um, some of the behind the scenes stuff that he's doing at Ford field, um, the, the development of his, his scouting eye beyond linebackers was, was really relevatory to me. Yeah. The, what football one Oh one. And yeah. I thought that was interesting. And also the, the one quote in there about, I wish I could read it, but it was like something to the effect of he he had to make sure to tell the team around him, Brad Holmes and others, like, I'm not here to take your job. I, yeah. I just want to have this role, stay in my lane, been in the game long enough. And that's huge because obviously there was questions like, wait a minute, didn't Spielman help hire Holmes, but maybe, you know, you don't think Chris couldn't be a GM? His brother is, was. So that 
show goes to show that all he wants to do is win uh, and be a part of a winner. And that's 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 important to have is in turning this culture around, isn't it? I, I love the whole story about hiring Holmes, right? And just like how he was almost like removing himself from the scene and watching it from above and how excited he was to to watching a, a man experience the the culmination of all his hard work and getting the, the dream job and calling his wife. And he's like, he goes, I, I think I kissed him. I, I'm not sure. I, I think I kissed him on the top of his head. It's like it, it, that's his, his true and authentic passion for just helping everyone else is, is really what, what stood out. And, um, you know, the GM stuff came up, you know, in the introductory press conference where, where it was announced he was being hired by, by Sheila and Rod. Um, and, and he kind of said the same thing, like it would be unfair to this organization to even project me into that role. Cause I'm not prepared for it. I'm just not. And, um, you know, now two years later, he's saying, I, I don't want that. Like, that's not my, that's not my ambition. His ambition, his sole ambition is for the Lions to win a Super Bowl. And it was interesting for me to hear him say his playing career in his eyes was a failure. And it's, it's ridiculous almost to hear that because he's the all-time tackle leader, you know, got pro bowls and um, he's in the, the lion's ring of honor. Um, like it was a great career. He's in the college football hall of fame, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but because he did not win a Super Bowl, he considers his career a failure. And so this, this whole thing is about, closing that hole in his resume and i'm sure he would have rather have done it a player but you know if if it ever happens he'll almost get equal joy out of playing the role that he's playing to, to getting this organization there justin rogers from the detroit news uh, check out that piece detnews.com uh, on chris spielman uh last thing on him and, and you know we were joking before i came on but i, I always refer to alan park as 222 uh, rodwood drive Chris is in the background. I mean, this will be the third draft where, and they put the cameras in there now. The Lions uh, uh, media team does a great job. It's not good. It's great with that behind the scenes stuff. No doubt. And um, so, but, but you see Rod sitting in between Brad and I don't want to turn this into a Rod Wood show, but Chris is in, he's in the room, but I don't think he wants to be in the background. Did you, did you ask him about that? Uh, you know, not, not specifically. I think it was just kind of the, the undercurrent of, the whole situation, how long it took me to, to get him to go on record. And uh, as far as I know, like, I know he's done, you know, a few small things here and there. He did a, a radio interview in Arizona talking about Dave Sears. And I think he's, you know, talked about his brother, but like, it's the first time he's really gone into what he's doing and made it, not made it about himself, but talked about himself. And so um, this is the way he likes it. He wants to be in the background. He wants to be, uh, the wind in everyone else's sails, you know, to, to get to where they, they want to go. And, um, you know, it seems like it's going really well. And, and, you know, you mentioned the football one-on-one thing. It's, you know, that is, that, that brought me back to a conversation. I, Cause I got, you know, the chance to sit down with Sheila last year. Um, and she had told me in that conversation, how many walls existed between Ford field and, and Allen park and how she didn't like that when she inherited, you know, the ownership. And so it was her, desire and goal to kind of bring the family together if you will so she was you know doing events where she would you know go over there she'd invite ford field leadership to allen park because many of them had never even been there uh, she was hosting family barbecues for everyone and chris is now like an extension of that an accentuation of that he's 
not just running the football one-on-one class, which is really cool to be able to teach people coverages and schemes. And uh, he's also doing like film study and Q and a every Tuesday after the game to like answer people's questions about, you know, what did or didn't happen in that game. And then providing a scouting report for the next opponent. Like it's, it's such forward thinking to make everyone feel like they're a part of the organization. I think that's, I think it's a neat uh, approach and you know you, you talk all the time in sports about getting everybody rowing in the same direction like they're doing that uh, in in earnest transparency and it seems to be working because uh, not saying that the assistant chef who's sitting in football 101 is going to help with the football team but yeah. like you said uh, they all feel like they're a part of the team and it makes for a great uh, great culture that's for sure Justin Rogers with us uh, from the Detroit News uh, I want to ask you about the the draft and Jalen Carter and all these things. We're going to do that uh, coming up next. First, though, I got to tell folks about FanDuel, official uh, sports betting partner, of course, of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. Do this. Log on. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to learn more about that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Justin Rogers with us from the Detroit News. How, by the way, how much fun, JR, are you having? Uh, th- this is this is like a total 180. I mean, this is nuts. Everybody's picking the lines to win the division. Uh, was it uh, Kyle Brandt yesterday? Good morning football doing five minutes on the Lions. And it's almost like who's not talking about the Detroit Lions right now? And you were on the ground floor. Don't you feel like, oh, where have you been? Or are you kind of embracing that everybody's on the bandwagon here? No, like, look, I've said this for years. You know, the 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 disrespect card. The fans love playing it. Oh, the national media is not talking about us. So they're, they're, they're glossing over our game this week. And I've always said, like, why should ESPN waste time talking about conversation and um you didn't get it the first year Campbell and you didn't deserve it obviously with with three wins and then you get hard knocks and of course some of the personalities shine through it's a perfect opportunity uh to, to take a bad team that's got some some personality and get them out there but what did they do with that they won and they won eight of their last 10 games so they they finished the season with this this huge wave of possible momentum now they're signing guys, which they didn't really do the first couple of years of Brad Holmes. They're, they're signing some fits that are not massive expenditures. They're, they're smarter contracts for good players. They've got a lot of draft equity left over with the, uh, the that remaining pick from the Stafford trade, giving them two first rounders. They got a second, second rounder from the Hawkinson deal. So like, yeah, this thing is on the upswing, but I think we'll know, like, look, if, if it doesn't take a step forward, you'll just, you'll fall by the wayside in those national conversations really quickly. They'll move to the next shiny thing. So you, you have an opportunity to, to capitalize on this national attention to become in, in a lot of ways, like an America's team, right? Like yeah. I think people I talk to in the sports media, um, people I've interviewed, for example, Chuck Smith, the, the uh, former pass rush specialist who just got hired by Baltimore as a coach. He's like, people down here are rooting for the lions. Like everyone I think wants to see this team succeed in the same way. I think um, maybe, maybe the Cubs kind of fit in that mantra for a really long time. Like everybody's ready for the lions to, to get off of their uh, woe is me misery and, and, and become a contender. So um, 
yeah, it's it's refreshing to see and and the personalities in that building, the, the people that they are merit this attention with that success. What does the move of CJ Gardner Johnson mean? Is that a statement that we're going for it when you bring a player like that in, like this? I don't know if that's how I would characterize it. It's a chance to add a good player, a young player, a proven player from a winning culture to a mix that still could use a little bit of that, like a secret ingredient, right? Like the one-year deal tells me like it's it's not a full-on commitment. It's it's still kind of a maybe a prove it or a bridge to what's next. But um, the secondary was a problem last year, and the depth of the secondary in particular was a problem that, that last year. And so you add CJ, who has had success in New Orleans, who's had success in Philadelphia, who has a relationship and a schematic understanding with with Aaron Glenn. Um, you add a extremely smart, versatile player in in Cam Sutton. You add a physical uh, guy on the rise in Emmanuel Mosley, who you know is coming off an ACL, but uh, looked really, really good before that injury. And um, it's a commitment to aggressively revamping what you saw as a roster weakness in a budget-friendly way with with really good players. What does it mean for Jeff Okuda then? I mean, you're talking all of a sudden, you know, it, let's say they drafted a corner at six, which I'm not ruling out, although I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's the favorite now in Vegas, but all these guys, Will Harris coming back, Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're going to start the season with this 4 2 5, you, you know, it's going to be Walker and Joseph and Mosley and Sutton and Johnson. I, I didn't say Okuda. What does that mean for him? Yeah, I mean it's it's all speculative right now, right? But you you start to look at the the writing on the wall and, and reading the tea leaves or whatever. Um, I never thought Akuda's fifth year option was going to get picked up. I think that was fairly clear by the end of last season. Maybe maybe at the halfway point we were uh, legitimately debating whether it was a possibility, and yeah. by the end of the year it was like, no, it's not going to happen. And then to go out as aggressively as they did, I I'm not entirely convinced, and I I have nothing to back this up presently like no inside information but i'm not convinced jeff okuda will be on this roster in week one um mm. you know there I, I have a lot of good things to say about jeff okuda more than bad things right like I, I think it speaks very highly to his football character that that he came back as quickly as he did from as devastating of an injury as he suffered in, in a torn achilles which one of the absolute worst for a guy that requires you know the ability to to burst and change directions um, the way he throws himself into the run game, that Dallas game epitomizes it. 15 tackles, uh, just, um, just took a physical beating that game to, to play a role, right? Like, I, I think the football character is really high with Jeff Okuda. The coverage has been average. I think is, you know, it's not atrocious, but it hasn't been good. It certainly hasn't been number three pick good, but people really really love this guy coming out of college not just the lions brass like i tell this story kind of frequently but um you know i was kind of digging around before that draft and i talked to a, a scout a midwest scout who okuda's school was was in his purview and i said tell me what you think of this kid and he goes honestly it's not where we're drafting it's not our needs but if it was I would have no problem telling my GM to draft this guy number one overall in this draft. And I said, <laughs> I said ahead of Chase, 
He said, yeah. I had a chase and chase is in my thing too. He goes like, yeah. he's, he's everything from a physical standpoint, from a, a character standpoint to football IQ. He's like, this guy is an absolute dude. And so multiple people felt this way about Jeff Okuda. Right. And so injuries kind of take that shine off. Um, but I could see, you know how it is with coaches in this league, that the ego is always there, that they're the guy that could fix something, right? There's going to be general managers and coaches in this league that are going to look at Jeff Okuda and see a bargain price tag. And I don't know what, what the contract is. It's like $5 million with the roster bonus. But like $5 million for a cornerback is not all that much for no. a starting caliber quarterback. So I could, and they do have that fifth year option still if another team picks them up. So I, I could see. I could see some trade interest. I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to pull you back a first rounder or even a day two pick, but could I see a team offering a fifth or a sixth round pick for Jeff Okuda and the Lions just saying, yep, we're, we're moving on. We'll take the extra little draft asset. I, I think it's absolutely a possibility. Justin Rogers with us, debtnews.com and uh, the Detroit News, of course. Um, all right, so – Mock drafts are out there. You're going to do 50 of them more before the next next no. month. Only three. We only, only do three? three, Matt. So that, that's my self-imposed limit in my <laughs> employer. We got to get you and Nolan Bianchi to do a podcast, just like Ben Raven yeah. and Kyle Meinke. What do you think? Uh, who's paying for it? <laughs> I don't Phil, do anything more for free anymore, Matt. Is I've, Phil, I've is Phil Ashura over there at the news still? We'll get Phil. No, I think Phil's been. Phil's been gone for six years. <laughs> you got to get up to date. But, all right, so focus here. So Jalen Carter, he'll be mm -hmm. there at six, four quarterbacks in the go ahead of the Lions. Here we go. Is that happening or no? Like, is she – because we know the Sheila history, you know the Ford history with players with warts. And obviously, look, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got into a fight with Michael Thomas in practice, and he's not exactly squeaky clean. He was killing the Eagles, killing the Saints out of town. But – what about the Jalen Carter thing? Because that's like the one need left as you throw him in that defense. But dude was in jail a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so I was at the combine early and, you know, of course, just poking and prodding around and a lot of casual off-record conversations. But there was this, this undercurrent of a message that the Lions weren't enamored with what Carter was character-wise not necessarily personality, but like the, the football character. They didn't, they didn't love it. Um, and then I think it was two days later, the, the misdemeanor warrants came out. Obviously that's, that's since been settled with a, a plea deal and um, he's, he's getting his punishment. And I don't want to diminish what that is because it's, it's horrific. And from, you know, someone who lost their father in, in an auto accident, uh, like uh, fully have, empathy and understanding to the uh the situation um but i also was 21 at one point and know the the dumb decisions we make and how sometimes they can be isolated uh or you know those are the the wake-up calls and um you know unfortunately in this case there was lives lost like it's it's awful but yeah. um I don't think we can judge him singularly on this this one instance, but you know you follow that up with um, the pro day, right? Yeah. He shows up overweight. Um, he 
doesn't do the athletic testing that he also skipped at the combine. So he doesn't get anybody a chance to get the three cone drill or the 40 yard dash and vertical jump. And you might say that stuff doesn't matter, but it's just, it's, it's check marks for scouts to just say, Hey, what we saw in film is, is actually here in the athletic testing. He does agree to do the positional drills. Can't finish. He's out of shape. And to me, more than anything else. And again, I, I, I don't like, I don't like that I'm having to compare and contrast uh, these these two things, but we know the NFL talent trumps all sometimes in an unfortunate way. But if if you can't show the the commitment and the drive to be at your best now, what gives you the confidence that he'll always give you the commitment and drive to be at his best when maybe times are rough? Uh, maybe there's a contract situation he doesn't like. Um, Maybe he has a conflict with his position coach. Um, are, are you going to get a guy that, you know, has that unending passion to be great? And Dan Campbell talks about it. Brad Holmes talks about it. Bringing in the right players, the right character fits, the guys that want to be here, the guys that have chips on their shoulder. Um, and I just, I have a hard time seeing it. And it's, very unfortunate for them because I, I think uh, there is not a more obvious position of need to have a dominant defensive tackle. Right. Uh, he is the most dominant defensive tackle, and I think there's a fairly steep drop off to Group B that would be available at pick 18. Uh, but you know, if if you are constantly emphasizing being consistent in everything you do in your message in your approach in your roster building strategy this is on the surface a deviation this would be a, a deviation from that and so it's for that reason i i just don't think it would happen i think the lions would pass and that's you know it, it's opinion uh it's opinion based on at least a little knowledge but not definitive knowledge but um, you know, all things considered, I, I just don't think the Lions are in on that. Oh, that's great insight, uh, Justin. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you back on after the draft when they take Anthony Richardson then. <laughs> just Man, I, you, I know you're joking, but like, let me tell you. Uh, you, ne- you never know. I I kind of, I'm enamored with Anthony Richardson. Oh, like, no. I, I am. Like, it, it, in, like, the the talent is so crazy and then to, to talk to him at the combine like you just you saw that edge that you like to see in players that competitive fire um yeah there's there's two guys that went to the combine i know are controversial him and, and Bijan robinson like yeah. i just left the combine i was like i like those players even more than i liked them coming in so uh if the lions drafted either you're, you're not going to get any complaints from this guy because i think they're going to be good from a media perspective if nothing else nice All right, brother. Great to uh, see you. Thanks for doing it. Of course. Anytime. Justin Rogers with us from the Detroit News, DebtNews.com on the Lions Beat. Check out his latest piece out today on Chris Spielman. That's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions.